Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. I'm not going to attribute this question to any one listener because I've had several people reach out to me and ask the same question. The question roughly is, do I think the stock market is hit bottom or is there more downside risk? Well, that is a great question. Let's go back to the basics and make sure we understand investment and how it works. Money comes in one of three ways. Either comes as earned income, as residual income, that is, it's money that's being thrown off by an active business, or capital gains. Now, in the world of investing, money comes in either number two or number three, either residual income or capital gains. If it's a capital gain, it happened either because you bought something at a discount or you're hoping that the company's going to generate an increase in value and therefore its stock price is going to go up. Let's look at how companies are valued. But before we do that, let's start with an analogy. If I handed you a $100 bill and I offered you that $100 bill for a discount, let's say for 80 bucks, you would probably take that deal because you can make a clean 20 bucks the very next second with that $100 bill. But if I offered you that $100 bill for $100, you might take that deal, but what would be the point? And more dangerously, if I offered you that $100 bill and you didn't know what it was worth, but I offered it to you for $120, would you take that deal? When we're talking about a $100 bill, it's pretty clear. But when we're talking about the value of the share of a company, that valuation isn't readily apparent to the naked eye. What is a share of Apple worth, or Facebook, or Hewlett Packard? What assumptions are built into that valuation, and are those assumptions even good assumptions? The stock market until recently was trading at an average of 22 times earnings. Now let's explain what that means. If you take all the profits from a company and divide it by the number of shares that are outstanding, that gives you an earnings per share. And the market, as an average, was trading at 22 times that earnings per share value. That, to me, is expensive. That says that if a company was to pay out all of its profits... For the next 22 years, in the form of dividends, it would take you 22 years to get your money back. And let's be clear, the vast majority of companies are not paying out dividends on the scale that we're talking about here. So your hope is that the company's generating enough value, it's reinvesting in itself, that in fact it's going to create a capital gain through an increase in value, or you bought a bargain. One of those two has to be true. But we're in an environment right now where it's really clear that earnings are taking a hit in almost every industry in the world, except for possibly the manufacture of surgical masks. And at this point, the government has been telling the general population that the COVID-19 problem is a short-term problem. Some are pointing to the fact that China is already sending their people back to work after nine weeks. Perhaps that same pattern will be repeated in other parts of the world. Here in North America, we're two weeks into a lockdown situation, and the initial expectations that were set by government officials has been of a lockdown lasting a few weeks. What we don't know is whether China taking its foot off the brakes will enable a secondary outbreak to take hold and overwhelm their healthcare system for a second time. I think there's a very real danger in assuming this is a short-term problem. If it's true, then the stock market has properly looked past the next four to six weeks and a return to prosperity. I think that's very optimistic and not very realistic. The reason I say that is today, if you look at hospitals in New York, hospitals in Italy and Spain, with arguably a fraction of a percent of the population having been infected, those hospital systems are already crushed. They're already massively overwhelmed, and it's less than 1%. Now, some would say, well, 
testing has not been comprehensive, and so it's probably a higher percentage of folks that actually have the disease. Okay, fine. Let's say instead of the 0.1% that is being reported in the numbers, let's say we're out by a factor of 10. Let's say that 1% of the population has already been infected with COVID-19. Again, hospital systems in those countries have already been overwhelmed. So let's say, that's even assuming you could control this, let's assume that you allow 1% of the population to contract the disease until we reach until enough of the population has been infected to achieve herd immunity. There's no putting this genie back in the bottle, and there's no chance of eradicating the disease. It's already far too prevalent in the community for us to get this back into containment. So we are accepting the fact that it is going to spread through the population until such a time as we have an effective treatment or a vaccine, or we achieve herd immunity. And that's typically achieved at around 75-80% of the population having been infected with the disease. So if you only allow 1% of the population to get this per week, we're talking about at least 80 weeks of this. That's close to two years. This is not a short-term issue. When we're talking about a shutdown of the economy for close to two years in order to trickle out, in order to flatten the curve, that is going to have long-lasting, far-reaching implications on the global economy and on companies. There are very few companies on the planet that have two years' worth of cash reserves sitting on hand. Most companies, even very well-managed companies, might be sitting on 60 or 90 days of cash on hand. Certainly not two years. And therein lies the question. If you have companies that have been unprofitable for more than a year, what are they worth? Could they be worth less than they're worth today? We've only seen about a 30% reduction in the value of the stock market since all of this outbreak took place. Could it go lower? I believe the answer is a resounding yes. Could it go down as low as it did during the Great Depression, where we saw an 89% fall in the stock market? I don't know if it'll go down that far. It can certainly go down a lot more than the 30% that it's already fallen. So my counsel to investors is if you have cash in the stock market, you want to move to cash or some hard asset as quickly as possible before you expose yourself to further downside risk. The rush to cash right now is actually the right move. It's the right move in order to protect your family and to protect your family's assets. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.